Hello again, and welcome to another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, we are preparing you for the energies to come in 2020. And one concept that seems to be coming up over and over again in the work that I do and the clients that I have is sacrificing yourself for other people. Now, of course, we all kind of get into this routine. I mean, I guess most of us get into this routine of sacrificing for others. And the reason why is because most likely you are a service to others individual. You are a service to others soul. This means that you have the natural inclination to give aspects, if not all aspects, of yourself away to other people. And that seems like a very powerful, courageous, beautiful act on your part. But it can lead to a myriad of health complications, issues, lack, imbalance, and overall suffering. I mean, no one wants to suffer, but time and time again, we choose to make decisions for other people through fear, attachment, obligation, and ultimately those decisions that we're making, they actually just don't help that person, and ultimately they don't help you either. And I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, what do you mean they don't help that other person? I mean, I've given my whole life to my mom or to my best friend or to my partner, husband, wife, uh, my brother. You know, I've given my whole life to these people. Of course, it's going to help. But ultimately, no. What you do when you give to someone else is you override that person's contracts And you give them something that they're not necessarily prepared or ready for. You're giving them something based on the projection of what you think they need. You're literally projecting yourself onto that person. And what that results in is, once again, a lacking within yourself because you're giving way too much of yourself And it also results in an enabling situation for that person. You're enabling them to not feel, think, and do on their own. You're giving so much to them that you're actually essentially taking away from their own struggles, their own challenges, their own lessons in life. So if you're with that person or they're in your life, for 10 years, you're spending that 10 years sacrificing yourself, draining your life force energy, and enabling that person so that they're not able to learn their own lessons. It's literally a lose-lose situation. And you need to stop convincing yourself that it's anything else. Because ultimately, by you giving to someone else, by you giving your life force energy to someone else, you are just completing this programming within yourself 
that you're not good enough, that you have to suffer, that you have to sacrifice in order for satisfaction and fulfillment. And most likely, if you are one of these people or you were one of these people, then you know very well that you have a hard time receiving. So say, for example, someone comes over to your house and you don't expect to receive anything as per usual, and they bring you this beautiful gift. You're probably one of those people who says, okay, oh, thank you so much for this wonderful gift basket. Hold on, I actually have something for you. And then you run away, you scrounge around your house, you find something that you can give back to them just so that you don't have to feel the guilt of receiving. And that feeling of guilt obviously is buried away and comes from, you know, deep imbalances in childhood and deep imbalances in past lifetimes. But ultimately, that guilt is creating this paradigm that you're not good enough to receive, which ultimately creates the paradigm that you're not good enough at all. It creates a lack within you. So what I like to call this, I have a name. I have a lot of names for a lot of things. I like, you know, kind of like a doctor, you know, creating different um, disorders in a way. Um, So what I like to call this is the oversaturated sponge syndrome. So that would be... um, O-S-S-S, oversaturated sponge syndrome. I know it's a lot of words, but I want to paint a picture for you, okay? So someone who gets into the habit pattern of sacrificing and giving and thinking that they're helping the whole of humanity or the whole of that person, you know, which, I mean, I think we've all been there. And hopefully, if you're there right now, hopefully this podcast will help you get out of there (laughs) because you deserve to get out of there. You deserve to be free. You deserve to live for yourself. And if no one has given you permission to live for yourself yet, I'm giving you permission right now. You deserve freedom. You deserve to live free of obligation. You deserve to say no when you don't feel like picking up the phone or going over to a friend's place. You deserve that. Okay, you deserve to say no when your boss asks you to work overtime. You deserve that. Okay, so the oversaturated sponge syndrome. So I want to paint a picture. Imagine, imagine your kitchen. Okay, just just paint that picture in your mind first. And in the sink of your kitchen, you have a sponge. Now, this sponge could be dirty and old and used and gross and withering away. Or this sponge could be brand new, sparkly, shiny, never been touched before. This sponge represents you. The more that you've been taking on, probably the dirtier and grimier and more withered away that sponge looks. If you're young and you're sprite and you're ready to take on the world and you've got all that oomph, then maybe your sponge is brand new. Regardless. Regardless. 
think about putting water into that sponge, right? You're cleaning your, you know, countertops or what have you. And you put water in, and you put water in, and you put water in, you put water in, to the point where that sponge is so saturated, so oversaturated, that one more drop into that sponge is going to literally push one drop out. That's the point where you become the oversaturated sponge. This is the metaphor that I want you to have in your mind anytime you start taking on someone else's crap. Once again, you don't deserve that. So, you know, talking in a spiritual way, we can think about this in terms of you being an empath. And all that means is that you're just sensitive to other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And the more you tend to take on from someone else as an empath, the more full your sponge gets, the more full your body gets of all of this energy and emotion and confusion and worry and all of that, you know? And so ultimately, the only thing that you need to do is you need to release the emotion and the energy that you've taken on in order to be clear and clean in the present moment so that all you have to deal with moving forward is your own shit, is your own emotion. So I want to put this into perspective. Think about childhood for you. Maybe your childhood was really beautiful, which, you know, that would be a really rare case. Um, because ultimately what I tend to find is our childhood is comprised of aspects of our past lifetimes that come back in this present lifetime in childhood to re-traumatize us only because that trauma allows us to release those patterns. We need to um, bring that energy back around. We need to bring that energy back up in our soul system in order to fully release it. And anything that happens in childhood, basically between the ages of zero to like 14, are some pretty pivotal years that create the paradigm and the programming and the reality that we're currently existing and living in today. So a good example is, say for example, in childhood, your parents fought a lot. And you didn't realize it at the time, but you took all of that on. And in your adult life, this could affect you in a myriad or a variety of ways. So, all of a sudden, maybe anytime you get scared with your emotions, you pick a fight with your partner. Or maybe you're so passive and you're so scared of fighting with your partner that you don't bring up any of your thoughts and feelings. Maybe that scarred you so much that you don't even have a partner and you're just fearful of getting one because you don't want to be in conflict. Because you feel like, based on childhood, 
Maybe this is not a conscious thought, but based on childhood, you feel like any sort of partnership is going to end in fighting and eventual divorce because of the childhood that you had. And, I mean, we're talking about your parents fighting, which is definitely not an uncommon scenario, but there are many other, you know, more unique scenarios that I'm sure you can kind of piece together from your own childhood. These things seriously do affect us, and we have been walking around our entire lives since those incidents, carrying the sludge and the emotions of someone else's energy, of childhood energy. You've been taking that on. And if you're really an empath, like, you know, a very, like, real, very, you know, very sensitive empath, then you'll get this example as well. Like, for example, if my partner has a stomach ache, I will console her, and then all of a sudden I'll start to get a stomach ache as well. And now we're both feeling nauseous. And that's because I'm so connected to her, I'm so empathic, that I'm taking that on. And in that moment, I need to cut the cords, clear the energy, and create some healthy boundaries and say, that is not my energy. That is not my lesson. That is not my challenge. And I refuse to take that on. And I need to do that for myself (laughs) and for her so that she can take that on and learn that. And that's really important. It's important that we realize that without even thinking about it, we are constantly taking on other people's energy. And if you're walking around with the past 45 years or however old you are of all of that energy, then you are unable to live your life for yourself. You are the oversaturated sponge. And I guarantee you that if you haven't already had health complications and weird red flags happening in your life, you might just start if you continue to take on other people's stuff without having the ability to deal with your own stuff. I tend to find that either this creates an autoimmune issue or it creates a nervous system issue. All of a sudden, your body will go into chronic pain or chronic fatigue or chronic headaches or maybe lack of appetite or overappetite or pains, you know, in certain areas of your body, like your feet or your knees. Or maybe it's a skin irritation or rash. Maybe your hair starts to fall out. Literally, your body will start yelling at you to say, stop, please, stop taking on other people's energy. I can't handle it anymore. Your body becomes the oversaturated sponge. And at a certain point in time, when you've not listened, not listened, not listened to all of those red flags, your body will fight back. Not just push back, not just nudge back, as it probably has been in the past many years. It will scream at you. It will fight back. Once again, you don't deserve that. But you've been creating that paradigm. And only you can release that. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about releasing. 
let's talk about squeezing that sponge out. The majority of the issue, especially since I'm able to see other people's chakras, so when I see someone within the same complex and paradigm, basically the two chakras, well, essentially three main chakras, but two main chakras that are affected are the throat chakra and the sacral chakra. The throat chakra, if you don't already know, is a blue color, and it's all about communication and expression. And then the sacral chakra is an orange color, and it's right underneath your belly button, and it's all about emotions. Okay, so the throat chakra, when you have an overactive throat chakra, you have an overactive communication, which usually means that you're questioning yourself way too much. Am I doing the right things? Did I let that thing go? What happened last week? I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I didn't go to the gym. What's going to happen tomorrow? Am I prepared for this dinner party t this weekend? You know, who's coming? What are they going to bring? What are they thinking about? What are they expecting? Am I doing the right things? Am I saying the right things? All of that. So unnecessary. Okay, and it's creating a buildup in your throat chakra. And then when we think about your sacral chakra, your emotional center, actually before I get there, I also want to mention when you have that buildup in your communication chakra, in your throat chakra, and the only, like, it's okay to have the thoughts of like, oh, like, I don't really feel a good energy from that person. You know, it really seems like they're having a rough day. It's okay to have those thoughts and pick up on those energies. But it's really important for you to clear and release those thoughts and communicate and express whatever you're thinking about. So that could be talking to a best friend about what you're thinking about. That could be going to a counselor or therapist. That could be, you know, uh, getting support, like I said, from friends or family members. That could be writing in a journal and not needing a support from anyone else, but supporting yourself. But you need to be able to communicate and express your thoughts and your feelings, okay? Communication is key when draining out that oversaturated sponge. That's a big part of your emotions. I find that communication is the translation of your emotions. You feel something, but you don't know what you feel until you categorize or label that thing with words, of course. So then thinking about, oh yeah, wait, hold on, one more thing. Um, okay. Going back to this, uh, one more thing about the throat chakra. When you have an overactive throat chakra, it's going to affect you. Definitely not right away, but if you have an overactive throat chakra without the release, and this is building up year after year after year after year, eventually this is going to cause major physical problems. This is where we see the translation between the non-physical, the energetic, the vibrational, into the physical. So I've seen people um, create thyroid issues from th throat chakra buildup. Uh, the more common ones are um, neck, so back of the neck, um, back of the head, uh, back of the shoulders and the upper back, aches and pains, issues, discomfort, all in those areas. Okay. Um, also, like having to clear your throat a lot or coughing a lot. Um, 
or getting a sore throat often are all major indications of needing to clear that energy. Okay, so listen to yourself. Listen to your body. Your body will tell you when it's done. When that drop goes in, the drop goes out, and your body will tell you about that. Okay, so going over to the sacral chakra, the emotional center, once again, right underneath the belly button, This is the emotional center. So when you're taking on too much of your best friend's energy or your mom's energy or, you know, your kid's energy or what have you, you're going to really just keep it in that sacral chakra area. And you could have an overactive emotional area. But the combination of not speaking your truth and taking on too much at an emotional level, this is going to create a major buildup a major blockage in your system and typically what tends to happen when we're not releasing our emotions through communication is it builds it builds it builds it builds and then one day you're going to have a complete break you're going to break down you're going to start crying spontaneously you're going to get really freaking pissed off at something super silly but the anger that comes out of you is going to be unprecedented Because it has nothing to do with the current situation and it has everything to do with old energies that you have not dealt with that have been sitting in your lower abdomen. Okay? There's emotional buildup. So one way that we can literally release the emotional buildup is to emote more often. Be like a fluid vessel. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like laughing, laugh. If you feel depressed, be depressed. Don't hold that shit back because it's going to be a major detriment later on for you. And the biggest thing that I find, the number one word that I would use for your emotional center, okay, is support. Ultimately, all your emotional self, all your emotional self needs is support. And the more that you try and rely on your husband or your boss or your best friend or your parents or whoever, your children, for emotional support, the more that you tend to rely on that, the more you subconsciously disempower yourself to think that you're not strong enough to support yourself. You're not good enough to support yourself. Ultimately, you need to cut those cords, you need to cut those ties, and you need to figure out, what do I need to support myself? And this could be anything. It doesn't have to be directly related to your emotions. It could be um, weekly self-love practices. That's a ton of support. Writing in your journal, taking a bath, taking a walk in the woods, playing with cats, painting on a canvas, Going to an indoor skydiving thing, you know, trying something new, going horseback ride, whatever it may be. But you need to start supporting yourself. And by doing that, you're saying, hey, we're going horseback riding today and I love you. And this is why I'm choosing to do this. Because I love you. And the more you do that to yourself, the more you say I love you to yourself and support yourself at an emotional level the more you start to understand, the more your body starts to understand that it doesn't have to sabotage your energy by taking on too much 
and holding it there. You're allowing yourself to release because you feel safe in the support that you're giving yourself. So when someone has an overactive sacral chakra, the main issues that I tend to find in people are indigestion, so issues on one end of the spectrum or the other, but indigestion, I mean, that's your lower abdomen. That's where you're storing your emotions. Cramping, bloating, indigestion are all very, very common symptoms of holding back your emotions. Um, I also tend to find hip issues with people who are holding back their emotions and especially lower back issues. Okay, when you're holding back your emotions, you're going to have many different issues all in that area. It's going to feel like a lot of red flags or unrelated symptoms, but they're all related to energy. And the doctor can't tell you that. And hopefully the doctor won't diagnose you with something. Even though we all want that proof of like, yes, finally something's wrong with me so that I can get a pill to fix it. No, it doesn't work like that. And then the other thing, the other symptom that I tend to find as well is weight gain in your lower abdomen. A lot of us struggle with that. A lot of us struggle with that. And what happens when you're not supporting yourself and you're taking on too much external emotion, or even you're not releasing your own internal emotion, your body will cling on to whatever it can, because energetically, you're clinging on to whatever you can. So your body will absorb all of the fats or the sugars or whatever, and it will just sit there. And so it's important for you to kind of realize and take a look at these symptoms, and once again, listen to your body. Your body is always speaking to you. It's always telling you what's up. We just have to listen. So with that being said, I hope that this was a really good podcast. I hope that it allowed you to maybe look at things in a different way. And moving forward, I hope that you give back to yourself. I hope that you listen to yourself. I hope that you ultimately love yourself. Because you deserve that. And as always, thank you all so much for listening to my weekly podcast. Be kind to yourself. Support yourself. Do not become the oversaturated sponge. Subscribe to my podcast and check out all of my other content on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram for epic downloads on a daily basis of what you need to know to stay the most aligned to your soul and to the universe. Until next time.